All right, so uh, welcome everybody to the Phoenix Alameda. If anybody is in the East Bay and you're looking for a co-working space, uh, the Phoenix Alameda is a great place for that. Uh, let's see, so I'm gonna start the show, but if you have to get up, like I said, if you have to use a bathroom, if you have to take a call, walk around, stretch your legs or anything, it won't interrupt me at all, it's not gonna bother me. Um, and uh, yeah, come on in and get comfortable. Um, so uh, I think without, a, without a, um, I don't even know, what's, the, what's this phrase? Without a pause, I'm gonna uh, get started here into the sleep zone. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary, uh, you're not looking at a candy cane. It's a podcaster here to tell you a bedtime story. And it's a little, you know, it is, a, this is a, it's a, this is a temperate, uh, uh, you, you, what is this, a one-piece suit, uh, lounging suit here it's a podcasting suit and it's time for sleep with me the podcast and live show to put you to sleep uh and uh, normally now normally we have uh, the mystery bard uh, sing along but i'm tonight i'm actually gonna have to sing for him uh oh, oh mystery bard uh a lot of people help out in this show who are they Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like It. This won't be sleeping. Sounds Like an Earful wrote the theme song. Edits episodes. Yeah, Carl W's a legend. Also edits episodes. Kenny Scotty and Jennifer on our, on our, on our work. Eric and the team at Astound around the website. This song is about to change on Sunday. I am the mystery bard. I, I got a podcast coming out on Saturday. Make sure to check it out. But I know, and I'm going to hit 5,000 songs in a row every day. So check out my podcast, Song a Day Podcast. Uh, and uh, Eric and the team. I am a mystery person. Uh, what comes next? It, uh, you see the kindness. Did I miss anything? You can't see the kindness shine straight on through. No, the shine shines straight on through. The listeners form their own Facebook group. Keith, Laura, Stacy, Julia, Jennifer. These are your narrators. This is teamwork. You can support Dear Scooter on Patreon. Find the merch and support the sponsors. You can find everything you want at sleepwithmepodcast.com. We're so proud we could dance to be a part of Night Vale Presents. And now on with the show. Whew, Mr. Bard, I don't know what's, uh, did you not get a flu shot this year? I mean, holy cow. Uh, you know, maybe take a couple weeks off, but uh, thank you, Mr. Bard. I'm at Dear Scooter on Twitter and Instagram. Remember this holiday season, a great thing to share when you're with family or you're at that office party is a podcast. You don't have to share this podcast. You could just show them how to find a podcast in their phone. And then you don't got to talk about work or news or... You know, you could say, oh, really? Tell me more about that issue. You know, oh, did, did you ever look up a podcast about that issue? And you just show them how to do it on their phone and you can subscribe, help them subscribe. And you can say, what else are you interested in, Nana? Shawls. Well, it's like a podcast about shawls. Uh, oh, there's the, sh oh, this, it's an imaginary podcast that Scooter made, but it's called Shawled, the NanaCast. Uh, it's a podcast about shawls and interesting things interesting to Nanas. So you could subscribe to that. Uh, where am I? Oh, wait a second. Hey, 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 are you up all night tossing, turning? My, oh, so share a podcast. That's what I was going to say. Are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, uh, trouble getting to sleep, or trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast and live show to put you to sleep. We do it for, with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. Or in this case, uh, just get comfortable and uh, relax and let the day uh, drift away. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones. It's oh, so creaky. Just like Raven was oh so Raven, my tones are oh so creaky. Creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents. I'm going to go off topic. 
and you know get mixed up all those kind of things uh, and uh, all to take your mind off of stuff to keep you company and to be here for you now in this case we're all here together uh gathered and uh so the podcast is a little bit different and i just want you to know that um there's only a couple rules for the live show that are different than the regular podcast uh, one is you can relax you could watch you can follow along you could fall asleep. Now, if you do fall asleep, uh, feel free to sleep as, as, as deep or as uh, hard as you want. I don't know. If you, people always say sleep hard, but I don't like, I, I guess, like, I guess if you were on, a, on the floor or something, it'd be hard sleeping. But if you do start snoring, is my point, is, uh, and you hear people giggling, we're not laughing at you, we're laughing with you. So there's no snore shaming. Uh, either, I mean, I guess I can't keep you from feeling shame, uh, but it's okay if you snore. There's no reason to be, we're totally okay with it. And the same goes for if your phone buzzes or you got to take a call or you start coughing, any of that's fine. Uh, if you drool, if there's other natural phenomenons that happen with your body, that hap it's happened in plenty of shows, so don't worry about it. It's perfectly normal. And we'll, we'll just roll with it. Um, so that's one part of the live show. The other part of the live show is how the live show ends, because I help you chill out. Maybe you fall asleep. Uh, maybe you'll, uh, uh, you know, just kind of like zone out. And I guess I learned the hard way that the live show just can't end abruptly like I did the first two. So uh, tonight we'll bring you back from sleep with some music. So if you're sleeping, uh, eventually you'll hear some gentle music, uh, uh, and then you'll, that'll be your cue to wake up. So that's, uh, the structure of the live show. Now, Sleep With Me is a podcast, which is sleep. I know not everybody, uh, maybe not everybody here listens to the show or is familiar with it. So I just want to run through, uh, what to expect. Show starts off with me trying to think, think how to start it off and, uh, then it's an intro, and the intro is about 12 to 15 minutes. Live shows, I try to cut it down a little bit, but of me rambling and introducing the show. And it, you'd be surprised, like, how many people, uh, I guess, quibbles, too, not strong enough word for it, with the, the intro than people that uh, are prospective non-listeners. But uh, it's to give you time to wind down, to relax, it's something familiar but different every time. And it's just something I, I, I guess like I, if I could make a two or three minute intro, I would. Oh, I, I was going to get up and close that door, but I realized I'm plugged in. Uh, so if I, I would make a two or three minute intro, but I really can't get to the point. And that gives you plenty of time to wind down. People's pets know that it's time to come. Or you could brush your teeth, uh, brush your hair, balm your elbows. I haven't bombed my elbows. Uh, I think I bombed them like three weeks ago. Uh, but it's, it is bombing season uh, for sure. And uh, that is, uh, you know, I covered Trader Joe's last week. Uh, last show, and I didn't talk about they have this bomb. That's my favorite bomb. You say, Scoots, tell me about that's actually the only bomb I'm familiar with, but uh, well, other than um, yeah, I guess it is the only bomb I'm really familiar with, and I don't even know what it's called. I think it's called like Trader Joe's bomb that comes in a silver can with blue writing whose name I don't know, but it's pretty good. So if you're looking to get into bombing, uh, it doesn't, it's different than moisturizing. Uh, but it, it uh, so I don't know, I guess I can't really recommend it because I, I mean, I, well, I guess because it's not exactly bedtime. I'm, this is one thing I don't think I've talked about before with anybody that listens to the podcast. Uh, but there's like one word I really almost never say on the podcast. Uh, and that's, it start it goes I T C H. Like, I try never to say that word on the podcast. Holy cow. Like, that is one of those words that once it gets in your mind, you just, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, it's like, uh, but that's when I do get that in my brain. I say, well, maybe I'll bomb it out. Like, that's the only reason I bomb. Like, I'm like, I don't feel dry, but I feel that I-T-C-H or the possibility. Like, I say, well, I don't want to be later. 
like when I get into bed. So let me put that on there. But then once you start, you're like, well, like what parts of me are going to feel I-T-C-H-I-E or Y later? Uh, so I don't know. So Trader Joe's, that's another reason why they're like the second most profitable store per square inch or whatever is because that bomb's like five ninety five. It might even be eleven ninety five. dollars um, this doesn't have to do with anything, but I still like every time I think about Trader Joe's, sometimes I think about regrets when I think about stuff I haven't told the audience. And I don't know how do you pronounce this word. I think it's A-R-G-A-N. It's like a kind of oil or something, argan oil or argin oil. And uh, I don't know what it does, but, you know, when I, when I was thinking, I was like, well, this bomb works great. That argin oil, I wonder if one, I wonder if it's anything like VO5 hot oil. Because I've always wished I could use that and have luxurious hair. But I said, well, let me get some of this argin oil. And so I bought it. And usually I buy a lot of um, like like bubbly water and stuff. So I always grab a, bo- a wine box and I start putting stuff in there. And that was like the one thing I bought at Trader Joe's. I put it in a wine box. I never saw it again. Uh, and then I could never buy it again. So it's like $11. And I said, I can't believe I just lost $11 worth of un- unknown oil that I don't even know what it does. Uh, I didn't know I was going to like Google it when I got home. I said, maybe it's good for my complexion. Maybe it's good for the ITCHing. Maybe I, I mean, I don't think I put it in my hair, but maybe I, I mean, I would have for sure, but I don't, I wouldn't expect miracles. So. Yeah, that's, I guess like that's how the, that's why the intros are so long for the podcast. When people get mad at me and they say, why is the intro so long? I say, I, I don't know. Like, you know, ask my genes. I, I don't know what to tell you, but it gives people a chance to unwind and relax and get comfortable. And it's just what I do. I, I try to get to the point, but then you start thinking about your elbows. The next thing you know, you're thinking about which aisle. Is Trader Joe's. Then you think about that original oil. Oh, man. I mean, now I check that box every time. Uh, Except for, oh, no, you know what? This is a little bit, it's not really gross, but uh, I did buy another one that I didn't know I'd heard of it. It's called, uh, it's not goji berry, but it's another one of these famous, these new berries, Akai. Uh, So Trader Joe's has packets of Akai, frozen acai. So I said, that's got to be good for me. I mean, that might even be, who knows, my hair, my complexion could be good for my moods. So I bought those. And now that one I finally caught, I had it in the same wine box and then I was doing stuff. And then I said, well, I better recycle this box. And I said, what's this uh, pooling of purplish uh, liquid at the bottom of it? And I said, oh, it's uh, acai. But I just threw it in the freezer. I mean, it was—it would only been like eight or nine hours. So, also good for my immune system, clearly. So, yeah, that's so that's the intro of the podcast. If you've never listened before, as I always laugh in the intro. So, boy, did you get one there? Uh, and so, this is a podcast to put you asleep or a live show to help you unwind and relax. Uh, and we'll go kind of go into the story straight from the intro because. Uh, it uh, again it involves a little exploration. So there's a, a street in Alameda uh, called. It's unofficially known as Christmas Tree Lane. It's called Thompson Street, and it's very fam- I mean, it's very famous in the Bay Area. And I mean, if this was a regular podcast, I'd say you know wherever you are, you probably have a street like that or like one house like that. And for people that aren't familiar with it, I have an article from the paper, but um, it's just a street where every house uh, decorates. It's uh, de- decorates. It, what, there's one house this year that doesn't decorate, but you know that's their choice. Uh, according to this article, there's 55 houses on the street, and I trust the reporter way more than me. But I've I like I mean, like you know how I am from the podcast. So I've been working on this live show. Uh, before they even started putting up decorations. And I'm not very good at counting things. So I brought someone along to count with me, and she she counted 60 houses one time, and then 61 another time. And then when I prepped everything for the live show, uh, what is 23 plus 27? That's only 50. So uh, I have no idea how many houses are on the street. I mean, when I looked at the article, I said, well, 55 
Now, if all four houses that are on the corners are not on Thompson Street, that's 59. So we don't know how many houses are on, on there. But what's interesting is, so it's the 32 block of Thompson Ave. It's not that far from here. If anybody you know, wants to work it into your holiday season, they recommend parking a few blocks away and walking it. Uh, and uh, according to the one of the people I interviewed, she said, you know, it's there's no homeowners homeowners association, there's no real pressure or requirement to decorate. Uh, you know, it's just like I guess the social pressure. Uh, they've been decorating since 1939, um, uh, and uh, there was only one one or two years during World War II where they didn't light the lights. Uh, let's see what other interesting stuff. The power company here in Alameda donates about half the power because they have islands that also have lights. Uh, Santa Claus goes there. I haven't, like, like, you'd be surprised for someone that always, like, gets mad when people ask them questions they could Google, and then I don't Google stuff myself. Like, I haven't looked up the schedule, um, but they do have, like, community groups. Like, I went by there uh, a couple nights ago, and there was a, a group of... Uh, a, a group of children playing bluegrass, and, and they had played there before. There's Alameda's own tap dancing Christmas trees, uh, which is, a, you know, one of our pieces of pride here. Uh, I know there was a marching band one time. There was a motorcycle parade. So a lot going on there. And I said, well, this would be interesting for a, a podcast episode. It's a little piece of history, a little journey I could take you on. Now, and then I did, so then I, so I, so I started preparing and I, you know, I started walking up and down the street before Thanksgiving and no one had any decorations up. Uh, then on Thanksgiving, no one had any decorations up. One day, one person did, but then they turned them off. Uh, but then the article says it starts December 1st. So, so I have a lot. I'm gonna, at first, I was like, well, let me take everybody on a journey down this uh, Christmas tree lane. And I thought that would be interesting. And then I did a rehearsal today in, of a, the, the live show, and it was missing something. I, 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 this is like the beauty of doing rehearsals, I guess. And I said, well, what's missing here? This is just not sleepy enough. <laughs> like, uh, this is, it, wasn't too, it wasn't that it was too exciting. And, I, and so usually if I give those things some time, like the answer, usually it's when I walk Koa and my dog and I'm waiting for her to go to the bathroom, I say, please hurry up. I got stuff to worry about. Come on, I got to get home. I got other stuff I got to worry about. Please hurry. Um, and while I was doing that, there was a moment of silence where, you know, I looked at a tree or something and I said, oh, wait a second. Like, it's not convoluted enough. Like the rehearsal was not convoluted enough in a good way. So what I figure is I'm going to take you all down Christmas tree lane and we're going to check out some houses, but we're going to play a little game uh, with scoots. Like uh, could this house be a podcast episode or a book by gingerbread press? Uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, so I don't know if we'll, have, we'll do all 20, what is it, 50 houses I have here. Uh, but so I want you if, you, if you if you like, close your eyes. And we're drifting down a road called Fernside. I, don't, I, there, I guess there probably are some ferns on Fernside, but I haven't seen them. And we're traveling Fernside, headed toward Lincoln Middle School. And as we go there, we see Thompson Lane on the right. And we're going to, you know, we're only floating, so we don't got to park a car or anything. We're like Baby Yoda and that thingamajig. I can't believe they threw that thing out in the garbage. I don't know if anybody watches that show, but I said, that thing's got to be worth like $5,000. And they threw it in the dumpster. Um, but, uh, you know, I'll learn to let that go eventually. But so we're floating there and we're taking a right on Thompson Lane. And the first house there on the right on Thompson Lane is one of my favorites. Now, it, it, it probably fell a little bit out of my favorite. Could it be a podcast episode or a book by Gingerbread Press? I guess it would probably be a book by Gingerbread Press. Like houses, holiday houses I still I love, but I'm a little bit disappointed with. Uh, so sorry, it used, to, it used to be my favorite house. The reason I, so this house has like a lot of good lights. It has uh, all of its bushes have lights on them, multicolored lights. 
It has a, ch a traditional chimney with uh, some lighted wreaths. And then in its yard for the past, last year and this year, it's had three of those. They're not, I guess I'll call them pole trees because I don't know how else to call them. They're a pole and then they have lights coming down and it looks like a tree. And those things are really cool. And I, I haven't really seen many that aren't like well done. In this house, the three they have are awesome because I've never seen them in any other house. Instead of being like the traditional small LED lights or the C9, if you want to get technical, the bigger bulbs, uh, this one has round uh, glow balls lights, but it just doesn't stop there. They're, um, I'm pretty sure they're plastic because I don't want to go on people's lawn, obviously. Uh, but they have like an antique stained glass look to them. And then they're in pleasant colors that are not necessarily holiday colors. So that's one thing visually. But then last year, they had like a speaker built into them that played 8-bit holiday music. And I would just literally go there. I mean, I, I, if, if there's people's ring doorbells like last year, they're like, did that guy just walk by our house for the 44th day in a row? Uh, and say, yep, I did, because uh, I was enjoying your 8-bit holiday music. But this year, they don't have the holiday music. All the lights are there. And then also in their driveway, they have a blow-up Santa uh, that's about, I'd say, eight feet tall. So pretty nice blow-up Santa. Uh, but it's just, I just miss that 8-bit music. So, I mean, that's that would be a book that could come out in Gingerbread Press. Now, this next house uh, is, it, it, you know, if we're, if we're trying to get through this in the next fast, it has a an inflatable boat, a pirate ship, a shiver. Oh, wait, now I forgot what the pun was. It has, it's a pirate ship, it has Santa dressed as a pirate, it has a reindeer as a pirate, and a um, penguin, and then it has some presents. And then they do have a lot of nice purple LED lights there, but man, I can't remember, what would it be? Shiver Me, it wouldn't be sh Shiver Me Timbers is something an actual pirate would say. And you wouldn't say Shiver Me Pip presents, because you'd say, what? I don't understand. What do, you mean, like, what do you mean ship? But I guess if a president could talk and it was in a sleigh or a pirate ship, it would say, I'm shiver shivering me presents off. And you say, oh, okay, it's close, but it's not there. So I don't know what, so that house, it's like, eh. Uh, I'd say puns I can't remember, Alec, for uh, 5,000, thank you. Uh, so it could be an episode, a podcast episode. I don't necessarily like building podcast episodes around actual things could be like, oh, what is Santa? You know, what would Santa be like as a pirate? Uh, you know, what's he do? Like, uh, maybe he's just bringing, maybe that's what happened, though. The president said, we're cold, Santa. You know what we want for Christmas? Not to be in a freezing cold sleigh, uh, you know, barreling around the world. We'd like to be somewhere warm and tropical. And so Santa stole a ship, and, and that, so that's what happened. Okay, so the next house I call it the Instagram snow person house. Uh, a lot of the houses on Christmas tree lane have uh, wood ply, like homemade decorations, like made of plywood. So in this case, someone took some plywood and they carved uh, like snow people out of the plywood, like three circles of different sizes. And then they painted it white and then they decorated the arms and stuff. Uh, but one snow person does not have a head not in the horrific way. It's just so you can stand behind it and take your picture. Uh, so that one, I guess we could, I don't know what that would be. I guess that could be a gingerbread press book. I don't know what it'd be called, but it'd be, you know, be something in the psychological realm, like uh, learning about the self through snow people or something like that. So that could be a book. Uh, it's a, I mean, it's a popular house. It's one of the most popular stops and another thing about Christmas Tree Lane, you know, it's tough to capture in a live show or podcast is it's always evolving. So I went by there yesterday twice, uh, and then I was going to go by one more time, and it was raining. So uh, I, like, uh, I made another stop related to this show, and then I drove down the street, and Santa was actually there even in the rain. And actually, Santa's helpers, they were... Like they were yelling to my car, like, and I said, "Hey, Santa!" Like, uh, 
So that was pleasant, but it, it did mess up my research because I didn't want to. I didn't want to be cold. But I think they had some signs there, like hashtag snow people. You know, snow people. You know, saying it's great. Uh, the next house is a just an inflatable. Now, I guess at first I want to say, eh, but it has an inflatable Santa surfing in a Hawaiian shirt. Then it has a baby, uh, a tinsel figure, which I've described these on the podcast before. I think these were invented in like 2013, 2014, 2015. They're um, like an exoskeleton They're covered in tinsel and they look like stuff. That's like the worst description, but you know what I mean. And this one is of an S-H-A-R-K with a Santa hat. Then there's a palm tree. And then they also got creative and they put like blue lights on the ground that look like water. Uh, it, and the palm tree lights up. So pretty, pretty cool. I mean, I guess that would be like Santa surfing safari could do a lot of, we can get a lot of alliteration in there. Um, now this next house, I guess this would be like, um, like something about jealousy. This is one of the best houses on the street. It, uh, it combines high tech, low tech, homemade. Uh, it's got a little bit of everything. So, they have um, a plywood smaller Santa that's kind of like not photorealistic. So it's kind of like a cute gingerbread Santa. Uh, then they have like on one part of their house, one of those projectors that at first you say, well, I don't know. Like it just has like a projection of like Rudolph, of a Santa head, of a present and of a tree. But then in their main window, Inside the house, I'm assuming, unless this is real, they have like a projection of Santa Claus and like he like walks by the window, then he like does something, then he has a candle and he looks out and he says, shh. And I mean, I've, I've sat through this loop like, and then he'll like come by again with a cookie. Uh, and I'm always like, oh, Santa, Santa, it's me. Do you see me? Uh, it, so it's really entertaining. And, and then so they have this high-tech stuff, and then they have lights like on their uh, on the eaves of the house and stuff. But then this year, they made these really creative. I, I would presume they made them uh, like I don't know what like. Does everybody know? Remember what a tongue depressor was? Like uh, those used to be used in crafts. I don't know if they still get used in crafts anymore. Or maybe they were called craft sticks because tongue depressors too depressing. But uh, like, uh, but hope. Uh, but so they have like life size versions of like like they look like tongue depressors, but they're wood. I mean, well, tongue depressors are wood. Uh, it's really hard to describe. I guess it would be like a fence that's descending at an angle. Imagine a fence made of tongue depressors. This is this is built for a sleep podcast. You paint all the tongue depressors white. Then you uh, take each tongue depressor and make it look like a snow person. Uh, and each one's dressed up a little, a little differently. And there's five of them. So I don't know if there's five people that live in the house, uh, but there's that. Then there's these wooden trees uh, that are, I don't know how to just, well, I guess I can't, I can't do them justice. You gotta go to Christmas Tree Lane. Uh, but they're also made of wood slats, and then they have these old school lights built into them. So just a great house. I guess it'd be like a. I guess this for a gingerbread press book, it'd be like the house scooter couldn't describe uh, coming soon to gingerbread press. Also, I took a lot of pictures. I can't share them just because these are people's houses. But one day there was a pink tinsel pig in the middle of their yard dancing and then another day the pig wasn't there so i don't know what i mean this that's just delightful when you look back at pictures and you see that now the next house holy mackerel so you get a twofer here this next house is one i mean i guess if i lived at the if this would be the house i would have if i actually put in a lot of effort for this kind of stuff so at first they just had some lights and it looked pretty good and this was up until a few days ago. And then I started getting really serious about this. And I walk by, and at first I'm, you know, caught up in the, the, the tongue depressor house, like, oh boy, wow, if only I could be that crafty. And then I notice that next door they have a projection going, but it's not Santa Claus. It was like 
if Salvador Dali was making Christmas projection movies, like if there was like, I don't even know if, how many people know what Raymond Burr looks like. He, he, he doesn't look like Santa Claus, but he has a beard. There's like Raymond Burr just smoking a pipe in black and white, like, like for five minutes. And then there's like an eagle, like soaring over like desol desolate wilderness. And so I said, well, maybe I lost some time there. And then like 45 minutes later, I went by and I noticed I could see on the side of where the projector was. And there was a woman that was around my mom's age and she was at a DJ stand, like like one that, you know, like a DJ stand for a wedding. And she starts playing like country music, like because I think this year there's not any music playing, which I can understand if you live on the street. But she starts playing country music and not aggressive country music, but not holiday country music either. And I was just like, I love this lady. Like I said, I don't know what's going on here. But uh, uh, I, I, was, I was like, holy moly. So that house is there. It probably is different now. But I'm looking at a picture. It's like, is that Raymond Burr smoking a pipe? Like what the... Uh, the next house after that is just simple white, uh, you know, outlines on the doors and the windows. And you say, okay, well, you, you know, the, you put some effort in. The house after that, uh, so these ones I don't think could be episodes. This, the next house, there's a lot of these houses that have uh, like really nice icicle lights that are multicolored. And that really, if you're going to put in not a lot of effort, uh, th those ones will look really, really good. And then they have a couple trees in the yard decorated. And then a lot of people, you know, they put up string lights in front of their yards because so many people come to this uh, that, you know, they don't want people trouncing on their, their yard, which is understandable. Uh, now the next, this is, now this house, there's a, this house is really good. It's, uh, it's got a lot going on and you could miss it if you don't stop. You know, this is one stop to soak in the details of Christmas tree lane. Cause at first you say, okay, it's just a lot of lights. Like they have the lights around the yard. They have lights on the front of their house. They have lights. Th those lights on the front of their house are kind of white on this bush then the eaves of their house have these multicolored lights. Then they have a tinsel snow person that's about uh, human size. Uh, then they have a couple reindeer. One of the reindeer's heads moves in like slow motion, like a mall from the 1980s. And then they have, then you then you say, wait a second, there's something else going on here. And then you see that there's a tent there. It's a green tent, like a pup tent or a camping tent. And then you notice that to the right of the tent are smaller tinsel figures. They're woodland creatures uh, dressed in, in holiday garb, you know, as, as all good woodland creatures do in the holiday season. And they're sitting around a, uh, like a homemade fire pit that has like lights in there that are like made to simulate fire. And, and also like, I think like these are like the ones like somehow tinsel figures and emojis are like lined up because there's like the fo same fox that's in all the fox emojis. I don't know if there's any raccoon emojis, but there probably are. So there's a raccoon, a fox. A, it, you know what we need is more hedgehog emojis. So like, holy mackerel. And so and while you're at it, if you're, if you're here, if you're listening to this and you're in the emoji business or the tinsel sculpture business, how about some platypuses? Like, what, you know? Like, uh, so there's, so there's woodland creatures and they're gathered around the fire and they're roasting marshmallows. So it's very cute. Also, it has, a, it's thematically correct because there's like Boy Scouts that live there because I bought cocoa and cookies from them last year. Um, it was pretty good. Uh, and, and I think their cookies were actually like, they made the cookies like, uh, because there's some other places where there's like Safeway cookies. And they say, well, I'm not giving you my business. Like, uh, if you buy a cookie at Safeway. And they say, well, it's for our troop. And I say, well, okay, you're right, I'm wrong. So anyway, so that's, so, that, so the next house, uh, so that house, I would say, what would we call that? Uh, there's a lot going on. I mean, that could definitely be a podcast episode. Where's the platypus? It could be a book, it could be an episode. 
Does anybody, how many people were alive in the 80s? Remember, there was a, there was a woman. This, this is for all of you younger people. This is, this is how far we've actually, you say there's not been progress. There used to be a television commercial where a woman would say, where's the beef? And, uh, and everybody loved it. It was a national phenomenon, uh, and it was for hamburgers. Uh, so, you know, times have, you know, we're not perfect. We got a long way to go, but, uh, can you imagine that if, if like you say, Hey, what's up? How you doing? Where's the beef? You say, what, what? That's how it used to be when I was a child. Like, uh, so, uh, the next house. Now there's a couple houses that decorated their street trees too, because there's the houses, there's the sidewalk, and then there's some nice street trees. In this house, all of their stuff is in purple or lavender. And I mean, I don't know, like, I, do, I don't mean to go like, a, I don't mean to be like a light, I, I mean, like, I love LED lights, holy mackerel. I mean, they don't even sponsor the podcast, but uh, they, like, if I had, if, if you say, Scoots, what happened? Like, why did you shut down the podcast? Why, why couldn't you play, pay the bills? It's like, well, I, I went to Home Depot and, like, at Christmas, you know, whatever the 26, I spent $40,000 on lights and tinsel figures. And I don't even have a house. Like, it was like, I don't even know how a homeowner. Um, but yeah, so these, like, I don't know. And maybe I'm just the only one, but it's like, especially the purples, the lavenders, and the blues, they just are so. I, I don't know the the colors. They just, I just, they just get me. I don't know. So I'm looking. That's why I'm like, whew. So this house, it's just lavender. They have the trees, but then um, they have two plywood cutouts. Now, at some point, somebody on the street must have done these, and then they split them up between everybody. So this house has uh, Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, the Rudolph from the special. And then they have the, the kid dentist, whatever his name was, kid dentist, right? Rudolph's best friend who says, yeah, I want to be a dentist. And they say, all right, let's make a dream come true. I'm not doing a tell of the tape for Rudolph, but that's probably what I would remember. It says, oh, what's your name? I don't know. Does anybody know his name off the top of their head? Like, uh, I don't know. I like kid dentist. I think it's like, Ralph. it's not Ralphie. He's, he's the one from the other, the Christmas story. Uh, so anyway, they have plywood of those two characters also in their yard. Um, oh, the next house is uh, really nice. It has this giant peace sign. The peace sign is about two, five feet tall, and it's really, really bright. And then they have a, a, he a row of hedges with uh, multicolored lights on it. And then behind that, they have a sign that says hope. And then the house has tinsel. So that's, that, that, that's a really nice house. It's a nice, like, it's like a nice placemaker. You say, okay. Then the next house after that, they have a lot going on too. And it's awesome. So they have, uh, they have, uh, a mixture. They have a, uh, probably let's say eight foot tall, uh, bear, uh, with like holding a menorah. And then they have next to the bear, a rabbi holding a menorah, uh, and the bear is just like, just so cute and it's big. I mean, those are the ones where I want to go on the lawn and like pat the bear. Then next to the bear though, they have an elf on the shelf inflatable, uh, which just kind of throws it off for me. Uh, and then they have a bunch of reindeer, a couple of the reindeer move, then a couple of the reindeer are, are taking off. Then they have a tinsel a dreidel that's spinning uh, that's in front of the bear and the rabbi. Then they have a projection of dreidels uh, going against the house. Uh, like, like, I don't know, and those are good projections because they kind of go over the whole house. And then there's a couple presents. Uh, so that house I like. Now, the house next door is the Grinch house. Uh, and it is like, a, it is a full Grinch house. And I don't want to like, like it's the person, like they even have caution tape up on their, on their yard, which is, I guess, understandable. Uh, and I guess you got to give it to somebody that says, like, that's a total contrarian. They're like, yeah, I'm not decorating. No way. Uh, and then after the, so after the Grinch house is another house. They got just some kind of basic decorations. They have some icicles hanging. They have a green tree, like a pine tree with green lights. 
then they have kind of a, a, a what are those deciduous trees like a, with purple lights. So just kind of simple. Uh, so I guess that wouldn't be a, a podcast episode or a book. I guess the, the bear, the bear one, the bear would be, because it would be the bear that lived next door to the grouch. Like that would be a good one. Then, so we have the Grinch house or the non-decorated house. Then we have this house. Then we had two houses in a row. And when I was doing my research, these were the last two houses decorated. So I said, we got three Grinch houses out of four, but they ended up both decorating their houses. And they did actually a really nice job. So the first house kind of, it's just lights, but it has a lot of these nice LED lights. It has like a, a Santa Claus and a reindeer landing. And it has some green on the grass, green LEDs. It has green LEDs outlining their garage. Uh, so it's a, it's a nice little house. Uh, and then the house next door to that has, uh, it, it, it instead of like uh, decorating their lawn, they kind of have like strands of like lanes of multicolored lights going towards their house. Like, so they have like to keep people off their lawn, but it almost looks like they have fencing set up. And then they have, uh, I don't know how to describe them. I guess they're kind of like projectors, like uh, they, they kind of project like a, a kind of swimmy, watery light, like light. Like I know you, they originally started, like you could get them for your ceiling and it would project like a water-like light on your ceiling. But now there's like, they do multicolored ones and they have a bunch of them like along the edge of their house. And those are pretty nice. Then we have the next house is like a colonial house. I think that's what it's called. Like it's like one of those houses that a family from um, like an 80 sitcom should live in. Like I said, is that where the kids from eight is enough lived? Like, like, I don't know. Like I was like, a, it's like one of those houses that's clearly two stories. It has like columns in front. And I, I guess I always like associate, I say, man, like uh, those people have made it. I don't know why out of all the houses, uh, but that one has like a nice lane of like white lights leading up to the house. And then, uh, above their door, they have like a little roof thing. And on the, the roof thing, it's like one of those plastic Santas that are like four feet tall that, again, were associated with the 70s and the 80s uh, that light up. But then on the roof, they have a chimney and they also have a Santa figure climbing the chimney with a bag of uh, goods, uh, you know, to deliver full of Christmas joy. Uh, so I, I don't know that house, I guess I'd say, I don't know, it could, could it be a podcast episode? I mean, I'd say, what, Santa, what are you doing up there above their door? Like, uh, I guess it would be if Santa was a pirate, what did he do after he was a pirate? He, uh, he said, well, I'm, these, they, these, this family owes me some pieces of eight. So I'm waiting for them to come home so I could get my pieces of eight from them. They say, well, Santa, why don't you just tell them you're not going to give them presents unless they pay you? Oh, well, I guess so, but uh, that wouldn't be very pirate-like. I say, well, being a pirate is not very Santa-like, so, I mean, I don't know what you're doing, Santa. I mean, I don't know what, what happened to you. Like, uh, just some presents tell you you're cold and you just leave the North Pole and you go, you become a buccaneer? I mean, come on, you're supposed to be... Uh, you, you you only have to work, oh, I guess that's it, you only work one night a year, huh? That's like, uh, you got too much time on your hands, making all the elves do the work. Oh, typical. Uh, so anyway, so then the next house is a, is a nice one too. They have, it's also that kind of old school, I mean, at more of these houses, these style houses I associate with the East Coast, uh, like I say, well, that's where the president of the bank lives in one of those two houses, like if it was where I was growing up. But, but uh, they have like on the eaves of their house uh, along the first floor, multicolored lights. And then on their roof, it looks like some reindeer in the sleigh have landed that light up. And those ones are made from, uh, they were the pre-tinsel sculptures. So they have like an exoskeleton uh, like uh, that's made from like white plastic with light white lights and uh, 
I don't know, I just like saying exoskeleton and associating it with Christmas stuff. Now, this is another one of my favorites, this next house. And I'm pretty sure you could see it from outer space, this house, uh, because it has like a lot of lights. Uh, it is, uh, it has the most lights of any house. Like they not only uh, built like a, a thing around to just keep people off their lawn, they made like X's, like a fence with all of these multicolored string lights. Uh, then they're, all of their front windows are outlined in white lights. Then the entire edge of their house is done in multicolored icicle lights. And then on their front lawn, it's our, the return of our forest friends, the, the emojis. Uh, they could have an album out too, maybe one day. The Tinsel Emojis, that's like a, that's a Christmas band. Um, they have a baseball diamond set up it, with, with holiday lights. So it's lights that look like a baseball diamond. Even the circle of the pitcher's mound is a light in the home plate. And then our little Tinsel uh, Fox, the Hedgehog, the Raccoon. There's also like a Scottish Terrier. They're all playing baseball. Uh, which I don't know, you know, I mean, but it's like there's so many lights there that I, I'm sure you could see it from outer space. Uh, then, I mean, we're getting towards the end of the street now. And we've got, the. this is one of the great ones. Uh, I call this Flamingo Town. And this is a house you do not want to miss. Uh, and it really, I guess this 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 block has something for everybody because this is like your throwback. Uh, this has almost all plastic, uh, these plastic things. Now, for everybody that wasn't around in the 70s or the 80s, uh, you, may, you may not have gotten to see these. Like the most popular one was like this thing, and it looked like a giant four-foot-tall candle, and it was red, like a wax candle. And normally it said, joy or Noel on the candle, and it had a little bulb, so it would look like it was uh, a lit. And it used to be a very popular one. So they have, not only do they have that candle, they also have a Santa, uh, like that other house. Then they have a bear, but the bear, they put, in a, they put it in their own um, Hawaiian shirts. And then they have about 14 pink flamingos that light up pink, uh, that have Santa hats and reindeer antlers on them. And then they're surrounded by lights. Uh, and it's like, it's like, I don't know, that's one of those ones. It's probably not a flock of penguins, but uh, is it a gaggle of penguins? I, I don't know. Uh, those, those grouping of birds always have interesting names. And then also up in one of the trees is a little bear as well. Um, so that's that house. And let's see, I think there's like one more house. Yeah, there's, there's two more houses on the block. So this one house, the next house last year, it was for sale. And I think it was like a one and a half bedroom house. It sold for like $1.8 million or something. But uh, it, it, I don't actually know how much it sold for, but uh, it, it, it was for sale. And I remember thinking, I was like, oh, I wonder if there's going to be lights there. Like... Uh, and I think that somebody probably put some lights up, but whoever moved in there, I mean, holy cow. So they have three Christmas trees or pine trees. They're, they're artificial, but they look like they just got snowed on. And then they have white lights. Holy cow. I, I can't believe I'm, I'm listening to myself. I'm like, I am really, I've become a, a, a I might as well just sell this podcast to like uh, International Holiday Decorations Incorporated. Uh, but no, but it really looks good. It, uh, I, my whole belief system's coming to it. But so, so, so it, uh, it, there's these three trees that look like they just got snowed on. Uh, then there's a couple uh, like uh, reindeer or deer, a couple of them move. And then, I don't know if, I, they, I assume they made these, but obviously we're working with a serious budget at this house. Um, they have another thing I haven't seen, which is almost like if you made a, a ball out of wicker, or probably in this case, a plastic exoskeleton. And it's a ball with like a di diameter, like probably like a four foot diameter. So it looks like a giant, uh, 
uh, like what are those things called? Ornament. And they're, they're each one's a different color. So they have a red one, a green one, uh, and a blue one. Uh, and I don't know, they just look cool. Like I've never seen that before, except uh, if you, you know, if you place your order today with international. I did invent the Roy G. Biv Institute last year, which I thought I tried, it failed already though. Like I said, to, I was gonna propose it as a business is uh, that uh, um, like I would create this business, Roy G. Biv Institute, and I would go around and I would like approve your lights and say, well, these are not Roy G. Biv compliant. I'm afraid, you know, we're gonna have to pull your, like these lights, it goes red, green. That's not Roy G. Biv compliant. I'm afraid uh, you're gonna have, we're gonna have to take your tinsel away. We're gonna have to shut you down because uh, I thought I'd make millions at that, but it turns out people buy lights, like probably most people buy their lights like me, like either right before, right when they need them or when they're on sale. Uh, so don't go to Walgreens if you, if you need lights. Um, like they go on, that's where I bought most of my lights and I can't say no. Um, so that's a little bit about Thompson Lane and, uh, I don't know, when I make this show, I, I hope that everybody gets a chance to go over there or you could go to the, I know that the zoo has zoo lights or some places have like these drive through things where I grew up, they had lights on the lake, uh, and you would drive through this park and look at the lights uh, or just whatever, find some wonder. For me, you know, it's LED lights, you see. It's your pastimes, looking at LED lights. You know, I just, st no staring at them. No, I don't put them up, I just look at them. Oh, yeah, that's why, I, that's why I like Christmas Tree Lane. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm gonna um, kind of carry it out and then in a little while, we're gonna have some music. I have some uh, gifts to give out everybody before they leave. Um, and as we set up, I guess, uh, as we set up for the music, if anybody has any questions about the podcast, um, you could ask me about the, the questions, uh, and then we'll have some music and, uh, yeah, like, uh, but everybody can keep, uh, relaxing too. Um, let's see, I'll, I'll answer some questions in some relaxing ways. So this is a question I usually, I, I ask myself at the end of every show so that uh, to get it started is, uh, so um, do you fall asleep to your podcast? And I say, well, no, I've fallen asleep to it when I've been editing it before. Uh, like, but I don't fall asleep. Like when I listen to it, I usually listen um, like, a, like with like an ear of like, okay, like uh, what is this or what do I, what do I need to pay attention to? Um, instead of falling asleep, but then if I'm editing it at lunchtime and I'm like really tired and I'm trying to focus on it, I'll fall asleep. Um, uh, so that's that answer to that question. Um, what about, does anybody else have any other questions about the podcast at all? Or do you guys want me to just like, uh, I could just keep talking while you all relax. Wait, okay. Yeah. So, so good st I can ask questions to myself too. It's what I do part of my job. So what are your favorite holiday? Uh, what's your favorite holiday songs? That's a great question. Actually, I think it was like, I think, of, and now I feel like I'm at a press conference. Oh yeah. Whew, it was tough out there. Christmas tree lane. It'll eat you alive. Yeah. Five days in a row. Um, so yeah, what are my favorite holiday tunes? I don't know. Uh, I, like, I mean, I, 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 last Christmas is one I actually enjoy and I actually recommend not only George Michael, but Ashley Tisdale, uh, the version. I haven't listened to it in a while, but I just remember that she really gave it a good effort at the parade. Um, next question. Are all the, the parts in this, this part of the intro, are those all, uh, spoken every time or are some of those loops? Yeah, so for the intro, everything is like recorded or, or yeah, like everything's spoken every, like spoken every time. So like, um, and it's actually like really helpful for me. So um, like, so when I record the shows, usually uh, like during the week, I'll record like an intro one day and then an episode the next day uh, just to like give my brain a little break. Um, but yeah, like I'll sit down 
to like record. And like, usually I'll start off it with ideally like the thank yous that go at the end of the show, um, which most people don't hear, but, but like, it helps me like focus on like who's the list that people are listening and it helps me like get my voice warmed up just so there's no like mouth noises like that can wake people up. And then for the intro, I don't know, like it is this weird pathway, like where I can just like, like it just like gets me ready to say like, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends beyond the binary. It like makes it like hammers home the importance of the show. And then, um, in some way, I think the structure of the beginning of the intro helps the looseness of it. It's like, so I can say like, and then also that the audience is so forgiving, like, so I can be like, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing? It's almost like I'm following those breadcrumbs, like along, like, because I know, okay, that's the next breadcrumb. And then if I see like, oh, wait, now the breadcrumbs go in two directions, I can be like, oh, well, is that a breadcrumb or something else? And then I can kind of go on a tangent. And then I know kind of where I have to come back from the tangent too. Um, and then it also helps my anxiety. Like I think a lot of the stuff that relaxes people about the podcast is like also self-soothing. So like having the intro or like tonight, like I had like probably like, I have like tons of stuff, like resources. So it's like, I can always like go to it and then I feel like safe and then it like helps me like make everybody like, I think if I feel safe, then it like helps everybody else feel safe, but it also like creates a freedom to go on the tangents. Like if I was nervous, then I'd be like too nervous to go on the tangent or too nervous to be silly. Uh, I don't know. Does that make sense? Or does that answer your question? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Any other Yeah, this, I mean, that's a tough one. Like, uh, that's true. <laughs> I guess like it, I would not have, I guess I would have a plan like, cause I mean, for me, I'd normally just go into debate mode about that and then never works. So I'll be like, okay, should I just keep trying to go back to sleep or should I get up and read a book or should I get out of bed? And I find that either what actually works is like either getting out of bed and reading or staying at like being like, okay, I'm just going to do this instead of trying to get back to sleep. So I think like changing whatever you're doing, but not debating it or, I mean, cause sometimes it is hard. Cause it's like, sometimes you do like, you're like, okay, let me just try for a few minutes and you do fall back asleep. But then sometimes it's like grinding your gears and you're like, okay, I'm trying to think of like birds in the sky or something that's not working. Like, uh, uh, so yeah, usually I think getting out of cha changing what you're doing. And then being nice and being like, this sucks. Yeah. Like, you know, giving yourself a little bit like, uh, be like, yeah, that's a, uh, yeah. Wish I had all the answers though. <laughs> that's good that's good all right oh uh, i think i read somewhere maybe you mentioned one time do you have people helping you write the material i don't have anyone helping write material like i have editors that help edit um i don't know we've like 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 i, I guess like it's all part of the thing i mean i have like started like toying with the idea of like trying to find repurposing like i don't have the budget for it yet but i would like like i have certain like like in a perfect world i would always write the um fictional stuff but i do like dream of like finding like journalists to work with and like being like oh could we split the cost somehow and like i pay you to write this jur journalist like this article about this and then um I also make it into a sleep podcast. Uh, but yeah, right now I do all the writing. Okay, any other questions? Yeah. 
while we're getting set up here for a little uh, holiday tunes. Any other questions, anybody? So then I'm going to get everything set up. All right, stay, stay put. Just stay asleep if you're resting. <laughs> 